How you doing? Things are going. How you it's doing? Been, it's been uh, doing well. How about yourselves? I'm doing good. Yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on. I heard you with Rosie this morning. It was good. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. So, uh, can you tell us a little bit about you? I mean, you're from Massachusetts, correct? No, I'm actually from Chicago originally. Are you from where did I get Massachusetts from? Okay, from Chicago. And how do you end up in Santa Cruz? Uh, so I um, funny story. I was so great when I graduated college. I went to Eastern Illinois University. Um, graduated in 2006, and then that summer went backpacking with my buddy around Europe. Got back to Chicago, and then ended up applying for a job working on commercial fishing boats in Alaska. Yeah as a fisheries observer and while i was out there actually prior to going i was, I was checking yeah. out grad schools and um <clears throat> had gone to university of illinois to check out their program and this woman there was like i know a, a great couple that's at uc santa cruz i'll put you in contact with them and when i got off one of my boats um my mom i called her up and she was like yeah there's this these people in santa cruz who are uh interested in interviewing you and i called them up and they flew me down to check out the campus and uh they made me an offer, and, and I decided to come to UCSC for grad school. And so came here in 2007, did my Ph.D. in ecology, evolutionary biology, and then uh, graduated in 2013 and moved to, to Miami for two years. Didn't really care for living in Miami, and so uh, ended up getting a position where I got to move back no. to Santa Cruz in 2015. And you love it here. Yeah, I feel you, like you love it enough to become that. the damn mayor for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, it, you know, I, and one of the things that happened when I got back is I saw so many people, so many friends of mine who were having to move out because the rents were just getting increased and you know far beyond what they could afford, and, and them having to move, and I was like, maybe I can right. get involved and, and try to help that, and so that's what really got me, um, you know, kind of motivated to run for for office and, and here i am right well well you you know what i think you've only been doing it four months i think you've done a great job i i from what i've read and all the stuff you put out that i've read has just been first class thanks i appreciate it so uh my good friend hillary bryant who and a friend of guy but my good friend hillary bryant when she was the mayor, do you, obviously you know Hillary, correct? Yes. Yeah, I didn't think I didn't think anything would be worse than being the mayor when she was the mayor, and those two officers got shot and killed. But 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 this that what you're having to go through is you know on a on a I wouldn't say that was obviously horrific. But this, the scale of what you're having to go, do, go through right now is incredible. And obviously, you had goals of what you wanted to do when you came into office, but now that's all changed. How easy was it to, for you to change your – obviously, like, you had to tack like a sailboat. How, how difficult was it to tack and then take tackle this on take, and, and take this on? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I think that – seeing this this coming and and you know as a biologist and having done um 
some work and research on disease ecology. You know, when we saw this coming and the fact that it was going to hit our community, I think it was just a, a moment of clarity where it's like, you know, anything you think is important right now is meaningless. And what you really need to do is completely focus on how are we going to protect people and save people's lives and get them the resources that they need. And so for me, I mean, it's unfortunate, you know, there's, you know, we, we all have ambitions, but, you know, what's the most important thing? And I think that that's, you know, making sure that everyone is, you know, safe and well-fed, you know, and that we keep people calm and we try to do the best we can to save lives. And so uh, for me, I think that, you know, that's, you know, when anybody gets into office, I think that that's what we really want to do the most is try to protect people. And so um, for me, it was, it was a pretty easy, you know, switch and it's unfortunate. There's things that I would like to get done that probably won't get done and maybe they'll get done in the future, but we have to be focused right now. Okay. Guy, you're up. Well, you know, uh, Justin, I, I live over the hill, but I also have a house at Pleasure Point. And maybe you can do something very simple for me, which I don't understand, which is what's the mayor do and the mayor's administration do versus the county? So I've never understood like, where's the dividing line? Yeah, and right now it's actually really, I mean, I I think that, um, like, because of the fact that we've declared states of emergencies at the various levels of government, uh, there's been a huge shift in who actually is in, Uh like, the different seats of power. So, for example, because this is a health emergency, the county health um, officer is at the highest level of authority for the county. And then it's actually the city manager. And then below that is the city council at this point, right? So, and then above that is obviously the governor and then the president. So, for example, with the beach closure, the beach closures is, is, a, is a really clear example. The county health officer said, you know, last Wednesday or last Tuesday, she's like, we're going to close the beaches as of Wednesday for the entire county. There's nothing that the city, the city has zero authority over that, right? So, um, if they say that we're going to close things at the county level, then then that's we have to follow her orders. If the governor of the state of California was to say we're going to close all beaches in the entire state, we would have to follow that order. And so it's it's actually interesting because as a city council and even as the mayor, like I have less authority now because of the fact that we've made the city manager the we've given him executive authority during the state of emergency. And then at the county level, we've given that to the um, to the county health officer. And what can Trump tell Gavin to do? Um, you know, at the federal level, a lot of what my understanding is their control is really a, a, around the funding, you know, and issuing, for example, if the governor says we need more masks from the federal government, um, we can you know make that ask uh, from the president um, and hope that we you know receive masks or funding or what you know the, the resources that we need. Um, aside from that, you know it's it's really unclear. I mean, yeah, the the you know the president can can say you know open up all your businesses again, 
And I think what it really comes down to at the end is like, how are you going to enforce that, right? So if, if the president tomorrow were to say, California, you must open all of your businesses, and we said, no, we're not going to do that, what like how would they enforce it, right? I mean, even with closing down the beaches, right, it's been difficult for us to figure right, out how we're going to enforce that. Um, and so it, it, it comes, you know, that, and I think that's where, um, you know, they can, they can make the orders, but then if they're unjust and unrealistic orders, you know, there's the, the compliance and the enforcement aspects right. that always come into play. May, may I ask, do you feel that the beaches should still be closed? Because right now, I mean, the, the, we had an increase yesterday of people who have COVID it was five more five more cases. Do you think do you feel that the that we opened them up too soon and we should be waiting, especially from people driving over the hill? We don't need to have uh, you know influx of people in town here, especially since we're doing Santa Cruz is doing so well of of shallowing the curve. Uh, do you feel that we're opening up the beaches uh, too soon and inviting inviting uh, more COVID? untested people over here to our beaches and parks you know it's a it's a very delicate balance that we have to um we have to have in this situation i don't think that we should be encouraging people from other communities to come here during this time at all um i do think that it is important that we have space open so that people can um you know do healthy activities of being outside you know, if they're walking on the beach and they're doing social distancing, I think that's okay. I don't think we should be encouraging people to come here. Um, so it's it's very difficult. One of the things that I've been really hoping that we do, and we had some um, um, public service announcements really around, you know, try to stay and recreate where you live. And we've been encouraging, you know, people from over the hill to do that as well. So I guess we'll we'll see how this goes over the next few days. If it becomes uh, a problem, then I think, you know, we'll, we'll have to consider how we move forward. But, you know, one of the things we want to do is encourage people to be healthy because having a healthy immune system more than anything is what's going to get us all through this. Right. Well, just, you have question, guy? Yeah. Like, Justin, right now I'm, I'm looking at a surf camera and at 38th Street at, at Pleasure Point, there's 30 people surfing right now. And I guess in a perfect world, all 30 would have walked there from their homes on the east side. But I got to believe that there's some people there from Fremont and Santa Clara and Oakland and Sacramento, right, who said, oh, beaches are open. Let's go surfing, jump in our car together and, you know, off they go to Santa Cruz. And but they, don't have, he, he don't, he, they don't have the wherewithal to to police it. And you don't have the staff, I don't think. To, yeah. To, right? Well, I mean, one of the things, because I asked this question to our county health officer, and she actually mentioned that surfing is one of the lower risk and probably one of the lowest risk activities that you can do. Um, and so, okay. while we don't want people coming from over the hill, um, you know, in terms of the volume of people that are coming right now, it's very low, um, and we're encouraging people to please stay, you know, where you live. The police have been enforcing, especially against people who are, you know, if they, if they come across groups who 
are from other communities. They've been, you know, citing, citing them. And, you know, every day that we leave our house, houses, it's a risk. And so, you know, it's just trying to find that balance, which is, I think, what we're trying to do right now. Right. Uh, I'm going to go a quick question about the hog. Do you, are, are we equipped at Dominican and uh, at the hospitals to, uh, if there was a, if there was an increase of people who have this getting this disease, are we equipped at our local level, uh, hospitals wise? Um, right now, we have, <clears throat> for example, I haven't looked at the statistics today, but I know it's in the teens, and I think in terms of people who are hospitalized currently, it's around four or five folks. We have 200 beds, and then we have the capacity to bring on up to 456 uh, just at our medical facilities, excluding the additional um, emergency uh, field hospitals that have been established. So currently, we have the capacity, if we were to have a spike, to deal with um, increased cases. But the good thing about Santa Cruz is that we have been relatively low. I mean, we've, we've flattened the curve, absolutely. And... Um, we have been doing really well in terms of our response. And, and although we don't have all the capacity right. to test whether people are positive or not, the, the best indicator that we have that we're doing a good job is that we have a very low mortality rate and we have a very low hospitalization rate. So that's, that's our benefit in working in our favor. Yeah. I, I think it's so interesting that people can look at that data and com come to completely different conclusions, right? So one group of people say, oh, it's it's low, low contagious rate here. It's low death rate. We got a lot of hospital beds. It's working. So let's open up our businesses. Another group of people could look at the same data and say, it's working. We need to continue. It's working. So, and that's completely different conclusions from the same data. Um, yeah, I don't know, you know, what do you do with that? You know, it's like I was saying with the balance piece of it, right? Um, I don't think that it's like, okay, yeah, we're doing well. I would say don't just go and open all of your businesses now. Like you don't want to, I mean, exactly what we were saying before. Like there's a, yeah. there may be a few people coming over the hill, but we don't want to say, hey, come to the Santa Cruz boardwalk where, you know, you're going to stand in lines and touch the same surfaces. <laughs> You know, like we that absolutely should not be doing that. I mean, if we can slowly start figuring out, okay, you know, where's well, some protective equipment, you know, and, and start doing things little by little. But I would I would definitely push against like just reopening everything, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like saying, well, um, uh, uh, car accident deaths are much lower now, so we don't need to wear our seatbelts anymore. Right. right. <laughs> can I can I talk about uh, UCSC and uh, do, do you, and and our, and our local schools? Do you think they'll ever go back to normal as far as classes are concerned, or do you think uh, a lot of schools, high school, UCSC, will be going to online classes? And therefore, we don't need to have a more of an, we don't need to have a larger. Uh, I know they're talking about increasing the population of UCSC. It, that's fine as long as they do the classes online rather than inviting all these people to more people to UCSC. But again, again, my question is, 
Do you think high school UCSC are going to more will be to, will be doing more online class classes in the future? I think there's for the foreseeable future. You know, with the next year. I mean, uh, uh, until twenty twenty one. What I'm kind of predicting is that we will continue to see online classes. Um, it's really going to be dictated by whether or not we see waves. And because of the fact that our country is doing, not doing the greatest job in terms of sheltering in place, um, I think it's going to be extremely unlikely that UCSC will be able to bring students back um, even for, for the fall quarter, just because of the fact that, you know, we're tens of thousands of people from all over the country and the world, you know, saying like, Hey, come back into our community, given that we have this pandemic. I don't see that happening, and I think it would be uh, irresponsible because that could definitely trigger a new wave um, of infection in the community. So, for the foreseeable future, at least until twenty twenty one, I don't see UCSC maybe should, you know. Up. Okay, somebody should tell somebody should tell Jerry Falwell that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and, and with regards so, to high so school, so Justin, you know. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, and I was just going to say, with regard to like high schools and grammar schools, you know, I think that if we get our community cleared, you know, and, and we really see that we've flattened the curve and we don't have that many more infections, I could see, you know, um, things kind of getting back to normal in that sense. But the, the critical thing for our community is that once we're clear, that means don't leave. Because if you go to other communities, you have the potential for picking it up and bringing it back. And then we have to try to do our best to like not encourage people to come here. You know, that's not that or a vaccine is the only way we're going to get kind of, you know, get back to business right. as usual, quote unquote. I, I, I commend you for putting the flags at half staff. I wanted to mention that you you put the flags at half staff for all the who, who perish in this. But also, I want to talk about the homeless real quickly. How, what an amazing job, or are we just lucky that this has not hit the homeless population here in Santa Cruz? Or is, is, it, is it, are we doing such a good job that it's being taken care of? We're dealing with it. Or are we just lucky? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, if, if we think about the fact that we haven't seen that exponential growth of, hospitalizations and mortality rate i think one of the things that that, sh that shows is that you know even though it's made it to our community we reacted quickly enough to where it wasn't so widespread that it started infecting a lot of members of the homeless community uh, we are also deploying a lot of resources as it relates to you know increasing distancing at our current shelters bringing on new shelters um, but i think that the the one thing that we really benefited from was reacting quickly at the beginning to ensure that it wasn't so widespread throughout our community to where it infected the homeless population and then, you know, went rampant among, amongst those folks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. So Justin, unless you've been living under a rock, um, you know, we're supposed to have our, you know, shelter in place, maintain distances between people, wash our hands. But is there anything else you would like the people of the Santa Cruz community to do to contribute to, you know, surviving this? 
Well, you know, I think um, a major thing is that, you know, understanding like risk, right? So if you are within that six foot distance for less than 10 minutes, you're at very low risk of contracting. If you are within the six foot distancing for more than 10 minutes, there's a moderate chance that you can contract it. And it isn't severe or serious until you've been within that distance for two hours. And I think this is important because when people are walking past each other outside, understanding that that's a very low risk activity, uh, I think is important so that we can continue to kind of live our lives, right? You know, there are people who I've been hearing about who are suffering from depression because they've just locked themselves indoors. And it's like, hey, if you need to get out and you need to like, you know, talk to someone else, keep that distance, but you can still do those kind of social activities. Like don't touch each other, um, especially if you're from outside a household. But, you know, let's think about how we can continue to live healthy lives um, throughout this and also minimize our risk of, of contaminating other people who are getting infected. And so I think that I just want to encourage that people really be mindful when they're out and about and really think about their health so that we're not, you know, locking ourselves inside and, you know, creating more mental health issues or physical health issues that we're continuing to protect ourselves and be responsible and, and live our right. lives. Have, have you felt, do you feel that people should get tested? And if so, where can they get tested at? Um, currently, we're still lacking in tests. Um, the county is trying to ramp up those efforts. There's also a lab at UCSC that is um, kind of working through their final permitting processes to be able to do testing on campus. And if, if they get up and running, they'll be able to do on the order of hundreds of tests okay. per day. And so um, I've been in contact with them and really trying to connect them okay. as best possible with resources. And if we can get them up and running, I think we'll be in a good spot. What's what's been the hardest for you since this is this came out? What's the hardest thing for, for you? Challenge is the challenge that you've had to come across. The most challenging thing is how quickly everything changes. So, you know, again, I'll I'll just reference the uh, beach right. closures. You know, on that Monday, we were trying to work towards, you know, like, okay, so how are we going to enforce if, you know, we see high volumes? How would we enforce if we shut everything down? And then by Wednesday morning, it was like, they're talking about shutting everything down. And by Wednesday afternoon, everything was shut down, you know, the following day. And so just the, the yeah. fact that, you know, you'll start working on something. And then next thing you know, it's like, oh, there's been an order that's come in that's completely changed, like, your approach. You know, and then you start changing and then another order comes down. And so really having to be quick to adapt and get messaging out really rapidly because everything's changing so quickly has been probably the most challenging thing about all of this. I'm, I'm sure guy, I'm sure a guy has another question. Do, do you, um, have you felt pressure from the churches here in Santa Cruz and, or have they been, uh, I, I know there's been some press about that and how have you dealt with that? You know, I've actually been in communication with the faith community, and they've been um, very supportive. Like, one of the first things I did when this came down was I reached out to the faith community to find out what food pantries were operating um, and, you know, whether or not there were facilities that, that might be available, should we need to do, you know, community-wide testing. And I got, you know, a lot of responses from those who, you know, weren't going to be operating, but then also 
a handful that said, yeah, we're doing food pantries still here are ours. Please share this with the community. Other um, facilities were saying, hey, if, you need to, if we need to do a blood drive or testing, we're more than happy for you to use our facilities. If you know the National Guard wants to drop off you know, food, we're more than happy to store it. So the faith community has been really uh, supportive um, during these difficult times. Guy, you have another question, Guy? Well, you, you haven't had churches contact you saying we have the right to assembly and so we're going to have a service even though uh, there's this restriction against meetings of large groups? Not really. No, I haven't. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've been checking my email and trying to get back to everyone and that's on, I mean, I don't, I don't think I've received a single email from a church that was saying, you know, we have the right to do this, and how dare you take away our right to assemble? Right. Good. Right. Well, um, we, I want. I know there's a million questions we can ask. I just want to let you know that just from my personally, personally, I want to thank you for the the work that you're doing. I think it's a cre incredible. I know you've got your plate full. You weren't expecting it, and you've had to tackle it. I think you, and I think the governor himself too, is doing a, a hell of a job. And I know you skateboard. Okay, I know you skateboard. So, so myself and Guy Kawasaki and my friend Terry Campion that owns the Santa Cruz boardroom are going to chip in and buy you a new skateboard. Okay, so you want to see you skating. You also get a, you also get a pair of Merge, Merge Four socks for coming on the show. So you're not leaving, you're not leaving empty-handed here. Man, I appreciate all the support. Yeah, and I just hope just, that everybody continues. To Justin, do, do you yeah. surf, Justin? You know, I just bought a board right before all this happened, and so now I'm like just you know waiting till the weather gets better so I can get out there. But I'm going to try to start doing that more as well. Have you surfed before? Um, I don't know if you want to call it surfing, but I've tried. <laughs> That's, yeah. You sound just you sound like guy because guy yeah. is the worst guy is the worst the best of the worst surfers I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't know. I might, I might be Justin, if you go surfing with Neil, <laughs> Justin, if you go surfing with Neil, let me give you what you should do. Whatever Neil says, do the opposite, and you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank hey, you, Justin, Justin for all your work. Thanks. Take care, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Take care. Take care. Stay safe. See you later. <laughs>